Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Today is the 19th of March and this week's main stories are... The Prime Minister held his first daily briefing on the coronavirus on Monday, warning that the UK was approaching a fast growth phase of the outbreak. In a televised speech, Boris Johnson said cases were now likely to double every five days. In response to the expected spike, the government announced a raft of new recommendations to reduce the infection spread. The Prime Minister said the public should stop non-essential travel and social contact with others, including avoiding pubs, restaurants and cinemas. This advice is particularly important for those who are over 70, for people who are pregnant and for those with underlying health conditions. Those who can work remotely are encouraged to do so. Families are also being urged to remain at home for 14 days if any member of the household experiences symptoms of the virus such as a fever or coughing. The situation is particularly serious in London, which is deemed to be several weeks ahead of the rest of the UK in terms of the infection spread. On Wednesday, the Prime Minister announced that schools will be closed across England, Scotland and Wales from Friday. They will be repurposed to focus on providing childcare and supervision for children affected by the virus, including vulnerable peoples and the children of key workers such as NHS staff. It is not yet known when schools will reopen. GCSE and A-level exams due to take place in May and June have been cancelled. The Prime Minister said affected pupils would still receive qualifications, but did not confirm how this would be done. Transport for London announced the partial closure of the underground on Thursday. Up to 40 tube stations that don't interchange with other lines will be closed and night tube services on Fridays and Saturdays have been suspended until further notice. The public has been warned that the outbreak measures could be in place for months. Professor Azraghani, who was part of the Imperial College London team advising the Prime Minister, said scientists were yet to find an alternative way of fighting the virus. We're essentially waiting for a vaccine, Professor Ghani said, adding, we know it's at least 12 to 18 months away, so we will have difficult choices to make. The first human trial of a vaccine began in the US on Tuesday. Four patients are believed to have received the virus vaccination at a health research institute in Seattle. The jabs are expected to be tested on 45 young and healthy volunteers. The study's first participant, Jennifer Haller, said, we all feel so helpless. This is an amazing opportunity for me to do something. Public health officials have confirmed it could take up to 18 months to know whether any jab is effective. In the UK, coronavirus testing has now been ramped up to 25,000 tests a day. The Prime Minister said NHS staff will be prioritised to ensure they're treating patients without spreading the virus. It follows warnings from doctors and nurses that frontline medics are at risk of dying from the virus due to shortages of protective equipment. Chairing the government's daily coronavirus briefing on Tuesday, Chancellor Rishi Sunak announced an extensive rescue package for British businesses affected by the outbreak. It guarantees £330 billion of loans for businesses, as well as tax breaks and other financial support worth £20 billion. That means any business who needs access to cash to pay their rent, their salaries, suppliers or purchase stock will be able to access a government-backed loan. Retail, leisure and hospitality companies with a rateable value of less than £51,000 will pay no business rates for 12 months. They will also be given access to cash grants worth £25,000 to assist them during the economic turbulence. Sunak said a government support package designed specifically for airlines and airports would be announced in the coming days. The Chancellor's announcement follows the news that most businesses do not have insurance cover to compensate them for coronavirus losses. Business interruption cover is sold, but generally covers damage to premises following incidents such as fires or flooding.
The Association of British Insurers said even if the government ordered businesses to close in response to the outbreak, under standard policies, most firms would not be entitled to compensation. Many businesses have already reported significant losses. Outdoor clothing chain Mountain Warehouse said it was considering cutting 2,000 jobs after the outbreak triggered a catastrophic drop in sales, while cinema chains Odeon, Cineworld and Picture House announced they would be shutting all their UK screens after the government advised Britons to avoid public venues. On Sunday, the US Central Bank announced that it would be slashing interest rates to almost zero, as well as launching a $700 billion stimulus program to support the economy during the outbreak. The Federal Reserve's measures came as part of combined action by central banks in the UK, Japan, Canada and the Eurozone. Despite the coordinated policy, US stocks plunged by 10% on Monday morning, while the UK's FTSE 100 dropped 7%. Major European markets suffered similar losses. Stock markets have failed to recover despite the unprecedented measures implemented by governments and central banks. Deepening gloom among investors saw the pound sink to its lowest level against the dollar in 35 years on Wednesday, as Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey warned that Britain is facing an economic emergency. The bank's Monetary Policy Committee is expected to cut the base interest rate from 0.25% to a record low of 0.1% when it meets next week. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has announced the closure of the U.S.'s northern border in an attempt to curb the virus's spread. The U.S. president said the shutdown would apply to all non-essential travel and had been approved by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The virus has now spread to all 50 states in the U.S., with more than 9,300 cases confirmed. In Europe, more than 250 million people are now facing full or partial lockdown after Belgium and Germany introduced new quarantine measures. Spain, Italy and France have already ordered residents to remain in their homes. In Italy, deaths from the virus rose by 475 in 24 hours on Wednesday, taking the country's death toll to almost 3,000. 104 people have died from the virus in the UK so far. In UK news... The government has told ministers they can no longer claim there have been no successful examples of Russian disinformation affecting UK elections. The change in line follows the alleged hacking of a 451-page NHS dossier from a special adviser's personal account. According to Cabinet Office sources, the government has altered its position while the security services investigate the alleged breach. It is the first official admission by the government regarding Moscow's efforts to interfere with Britain's political processes. The scale of the Russian threat is expected to be examined in a long-awaited report from the UK's Independent Intelligence and Security Committee. The report cannot be published until Boris Johnson appoints a new set of committee members following last year's election. The BBC's Director-General, Sir Tony Hall, has warned that US subscription services such as Netflix cannot be relied on for continued investment in British television content. Writing in the parliamentary magazine House on Sunday, Hall said scaling back the BBC would leave British programming at risk of being overlooked. It's true that some of the global streamers are now doing more to invest in some British content, but it comes nowhere near matching the BBC, and is there any guarantee it will continue, he said. Subscription streaming services have posed a significant challenge to the BBC in recent years. His comments follow those of the new Culture Secretary, Oliver Dowden, who has insisted the corporation's funding and role as a national broadcaster must face examination. Meanwhile, the BBC has announced it will delay changes to its TV licence fee for the over-75s. The broadcaster had been due to scrap its policy of free TV licences for the over-75s on the 1st of June. BBC chairman Sir David Clementy said the changes would now be delayed until August in light of the coronavirus outbreak. 
A new bill is to be put before the House of Commons aimed at providing greater protection to shop workers across the UK. The bill states that because retail staff have effectively been made responsible for enforcing the law on the sale of age-restricted products, such as alcohol and knives, Parliament should grant them appropriate protection. The sale of age-restricted products has been found to be the most likely trigger of violence, verbal and physical abuse against shop staff. It follows a new survey from the British Retail Consortium, which revealed 424 violent or abusive incidents were being reported by workers each day. It also indicated that the police response to these incidents is insufficient, with 70% of surveyed retailers describing it as poor or very poor. The brother of the Manchester Arena bomber has been found guilty of the murder of 22 people. Prosecutors said Hashem Abedi was just as guilty as his older brother, Salman Abedi, who killed himself and 22 others when he detonated a bomb at an Ariana Grande concert in May 2017. Up to 1,000 other victims suffered physical injuries or mental trauma as a result of the blast. The trial at the Old Bailey in London heard that while Hashem Abedi did not detonate the bomb, his DNA was found at the properties where the brothers made the explosive device. The 22-year-old was found guilty of murdering 22 people and helping to plan the terror attack in a unanimous verdict on Tuesday. Abedi denied the charges but offered no evidence in his defence. He will be sentenced at a later date. An investigation examining the causes of the Windrush scandal has been presented to the Home Secretary. The Windrush Lessons Learned Review was commissioned by former Home Secretary Sajid Javid following the scandal, which saw thousands of legal UK residents wrongly accused of being in the country illegally. Some residents were wrongly detained in immigration centres and others were deported to countries they had left as children more than 50 years ago. The investigation's findings are expected to be highly critical of Home Office staff and ministers, with an early draft accusing the Department of Defensiveness and a reluctance to acknowledge its mistakes. The Home Office confirmed it had received the report and that it would now be made public. Great Ormond Street hospital bosses are failing to properly investigate child deaths at the hospital, according to a new report from the BBC. BBC Radio 4's File on 4 programme has heard from several families whose children received treatment at the hospital. They told the programme that while care was initially excellent, when things went wrong, the hospital took little interest in investigating what happened. In one case, the source of a fatal infection was never examined, and in another, the hospital reportedly covered up internal doubts about care. Concerns over how Great Ormond Street is run appeared to be shared by its staff. A survey published last month showed staff rated it among the worst NHS trusts for quality of care and harassment and bullying. The London Hospital has denied treating any children's death lightly. The former First Minister of Scotland has denied claims that female members of staff were not allowed to work alone with him following misconduct complaints. It follows evidence given by two civil servants at the High Court in Edinburgh on Monday. The civil servants claimed steps had been taken to avoid Alex Salmon working alone with female staff after two colleagues complained about him. Salmon has said there was no policy preventing him from being left alone with female civil servants at his Butte House residence. He is facing 13 charges of sexual assault against nine women, all allegedly committed during his time as First Minister. Salmon has entered non-guilty pleas to all the charges and claims some of the allegations were deliberate fabrications for a political purpose. The organisers of Glastonbury Festival have cancelled this year's event due to the coronavirus pandemic. The festival had been due to hold its 50th anniversary event in June, with Taylor Swift, Sir Paul McCartney and Kendrick Lamar among the headliners. Organisers offered their sincere apologies and said fans who had paid a £50 deposit to secure their ticket would be able to roll it over to next year's festival. It follows the cancellation of this year's Eurovision Song Contest and the postponement of the annual BAFTA TV Awards. Filming has also been suspended on EastEnders, Casualty and Holby City until further notice. The BBC said it would cut the number of completed EastEnders episodes broadcast to two each week so audiences can continue to enjoy EastEnders in their home for as long as possible. 
A five-year time limit on pursuing prosecutions against serving and former armed service personnel who served abroad is set to be imposed by the government. Introducing the bill on Wednesday, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace said the government will today legislate to protect our veterans against repeated reinvestigations when there is no new and compelling evidence against them and to end vexatious claims against our armed forces. The Overseas Operations Bill will apply to all prosecutions except in exceptional circumstances. Under the legislation, prosecutions bought after five years have elapsed will need to be approved by the Attorney General before they can go ahead. In business news... Multiple supermarkets announced new purchasing restrictions on Wednesday after coronavirus panic buying emptied store shelves. Both Asda and Sainsbury's have introduced policies restricting customers to only three of any grocery item or cleaning product. Sainsbury's boss, Mike Coote, said the supermarket would also be shutting down its cafes and fresh food counters in order to redeploy staff elsewhere in store. Some supermarkets have introduced new policies aimed at ensuring older people are able to buy the groceries they need. Sainsbury said it would be giving disabled and elderly customers priority on its online delivery system from Monday. The supermarket will also open only to the elderly and vulnerable for its first hour of trading from today. Amazon has announced plans to hire 100,000 new warehouse and delivery workers in the US amid a surge in demand. Sales on the online delivery platform have risen as people remain in their homes during the coronavirus outbreak. In the UK, staff across at least four of Amazon's warehouses have been told they have to work compulsory overtime to cope with the demand. The GMB union has called the overtime reports extremely concerning. Meanwhile, Carphone Warehouse has announced the closure of all 531 of its standalone UK stores. Parent company Dixon's Carphone said it would be axing 2,900 jobs as part of the closures. The company said the decision is not related to the outbreak, but is the result of changing consumer purchasing habits and mobile technology. Rail companies have begun talks with the government to negotiate emergency measures during the coronavirus outbreak. The virus has triggered a significant fall in passenger numbers, with some lines recording an 18% decline in travellers. Some rail operators were already losing money before the outbreak and have warned fewer ticket fares will put further pressure on their finances. Under franchise agreements, firms pay the government to operate on certain parts of the network, as well as running a specific number of services and abiding by ticket price restrictions. Rail bosses have reportedly entered talks to renegotiate the terms of these agreements, including potential cuts to the number of services and flexibility over payments owed to the government. In environment news, the number of new renewable energy projects seeking planning permission hit a four-year high in the UK last year. According to analysis of official data by energy consultancy PX Group, wind, solar and bioenergy projects lodged 269 planning applications in 2019, up from 204 in 2018. The increase amounts to a 75% rise on three years ago, when just 154 planning submissions were made. The growth in clean energy projects is thought to be the result of lower technology costs and greater support from investors. The number of projects is expected to continue to rise after the government opted to lift a block on subsidies for onshore wind projects put in place by David Cameron in 2016. The Welsh Government has unveiled plans to ban a range of single-use plastics, including plastic straws, stirrers, cotton buds, plates and cutlery. The items are set to be outlawed from early 2021. Food and drink containers manufactured using expanded polystyrene are also covered by the ban. England is already set to ban straws, stirrers and cotton buds from next month. However, the Welsh plans are expected to go further than the English legislation and will incorporate a more expansive list of items recently outlawed under a new EU directive. 
A public consultation will assess how the new measures will work in practice and address the concerns of campaigners who have warned that some disabled people rely on straws to drink independently. In sports news, the Euro 2020 football tournament has been postponed until 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. The decision was initially revealed by the Norwegian FA on Tuesday before later being confirmed by European football's governing body UEFA. It followed an emergency video conference involving the tournament's major stakeholders. The event had been due to take place from the 12th of June to the 12th of July this year, with matches held across 12 European venues. It has now been postponed until next summer. Elite football has already been cancelled in the UK until the 4th of April at the earliest, with similar measures introduced in top-flight leagues across Spain, Italy, Germany and France. Elsewhere in the world, Joe Biden has announced he will be picking a female candidate as his potential running mate for the US presidency. Biden is currently battling against Bernie Sanders for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. During his first televised head-to-head debate against Sanders on Sunday, Biden vowed to appoint a woman as his vice president if he wins the nomination. Challenged to make the same commitment, Sanders said, in all likelihood, I will. However, he made clear that his potential selection for vice president would not just be about gender, but would focus on nominating a progressive candidate. Florida, Arizona and Illinois each held primaries to select their preferred presidential candidate on Tuesday. Biden swept all three, strengthening his position as the competition frontrunner. Ohio had been due to join the states, but called a last-minute delay to the primary over coronavirus concerns. The campaign season has been significantly disrupted by the pandemic, with both Biden and Sanders opting to cancel rallies in favour of virtual town halls and live stream events. The debate on Sunday was not watched by a studio audience due to the virus, and the candidates, both in their 70s, stood at podiums six feet apart. Both men agreed that the US government needed to pursue a more aggressive response to the outbreak. This is bigger than any one of us, Biden said. A 30-year-old man has been sentenced to death in Japan for the murder of 19 disabled people. According to a Japanese broadcaster, Satoshi Uematsu said people with disabilities who are unable to communicate well deserve no human rights. He's been found guilty of killing 19 people and wounding 25 others in a knife rampage at a care home in 2016. He had previously been employed at the care facility near Tokyo. Uematsu's lawyers pleaded not guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility, citing their client's mental illness and drug use. However, prosecutors argued he was mentally competent and said his inhumane crimes left no room for leniency. The Yokohama District Court has ordered Uematsu to death by hanging. Our facts of the week are... According to the National Trust, Russian fly spray, U.S. Prohibition-era rum and shoes from the 1800s are among the strange items to have washed up on British shores. The charity has revealed the oddest objects to wash onto British beaches in a bid to highlight marine pollution. The Russian bug spray and 19th century shoes were found among litter in Suffolk, while debris such as a Canadian boy and barnacle-covered plastic from the Caribbean was found on a beach in Northern Ireland. As weird and wonderful as these items are, they tell a more serious story about the permanent nature of plastic and the constant deluge of marine litter arriving on our shores, the charity said. Manchester has been named the fastest growing tech city in Europe. According to a new report from industry body Tech Nation, Manchester has seen its technology-related venture capital funding surge from £48 million in 2018 to £181 million last year. 
The UK also has four other cities in the European Top 20, London, Bristol, Oxford and Cambridge. And finally, 1,311 treasures were discovered by metal detectorists across England, Wales and Northern Ireland last year. The British Museum said members of the public had uncovered a record number of gold and silver objects over 300 years old in 2019, including an Iron Age drinking set and a well-preserved medieval brooch. Michael Lewis, head of the British Museum's Portable Antiquities Scheme, has praised the discoveries, saying, together they paint a picture of what was going on in particular parts of the country at particular times. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.